Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right, LA, it is almost time to get into some live shenanigans with me on stage at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood, August 27th. Doors open at 5 p.m. The show is live at 6 p.m. I am so excited for this. I have wanted to do a live show in L.A., for so long. And it's finally all happening. August 27th, 5 p.m. Doors open. Get your tickets while they're still available because they are going quick. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Shenanigans. I'm realizing that the name of my podcast today works very well for my guest. So it's quite fitting that we have her joining. We've got actress, podcaster, mama, social media entrepreneur, <laughs> Shanae Grimes Beach. Hi. How are we doing? Good. So good. So ever since like 90210 and just, I mean, I know you were acting even before that, but I remember the first time seeing the way your name was spelled. I was like, oh my God, it's so similar to mine with the A and the E and my whole life my name has got mispronounced I get Shanae a lot I get Shiana Shayna yeah so I can only imagine what have you gotten I have gotten all kinds of different things and my mom spelt my name what she thought was phonetically because it's a it's an Irish name so Uh it's supposed to be spelled S-I-N-E oh really yeah okay (laughs) so she was like I'm doing her a favor like nobody will mess this up Uh everybody messes yeah and apparently mine it's like an Irish Russian spelling and it's pronounced Sean but then it's like I have these extra A's in it and it's just made a unique beautiful name also very difficult for 38 years of my life having to spell pronounce and I'm sure you appreciate it now though yeah older I feel like it's like super cool I love nobody else yeah has this name no it's so cool to have a unique name but I was like oh my god it's like shenanigans when I was coming up for the name of this podcast yeah I was like ooh, if we do shenanigans but then spell it with my name Sheena it just gives it a little extra twist so I know this has been a long time in the making trying to get together to podcast yes 
Okay, so you said Shanae, family name. Is there anyone else in your family named it or? No, no. I have um, a, a second cousin named Shona. Okay. So I think that was like on the table gotcha. for a minute. And then my mom heard Sinead, obviously Sinead yeah. O'Connor. Right. Take away the D so it's not so harsh. Uh-huh. And you have to have like a little accent over the E. And it, so she was like, no, people will call her yeah. Sign, Sinead, whatever. Like I'm totally. throwing the, the H in, in there. But yeah. 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 Mine was Sheena Easton, but instead of just spelling it phonetically like Sheena, they're like, let's make it this let's weird like <laughs> Russian, Irish, whatever type of spelling. Cool. But um, yeah, so we've been trying to get together for a while. Yeah. I genuinely hate doing Zoom podcasts. I prefer in person. So when I heard you were in town, I was like, okay, yeah, finally. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah, I've never done when we had a podcast, we did everything on Zoom. Yeah. And there is. There's just like a disconnect. So totally. It's nice to be able to be here in person. Yeah. And I'm not the most technologically, cha- I'm just <laughs> I, everything with the audio. And yeah. there were tricks I learned when I had to do them on Zoom, especially in the pandemic. It's like, oh, if you put one earbud in here and then one in here, and that, but. Mm. I just felt like they were never as good of quality. Yeah. And when we have this awesome studio here at Dear Media, I'm like, let's get as many in person, yes. get the video and the audio. That's awesome. Perfect. But the original plan was to do a podcast swap last year with your show yes. Unzip. Yes. And so Anna Lynn McCord, your 90210 yeah. co-star, was co-hosting that with you. Yeah. But that was kind of right around the time when she put out the poem about Putin. Yes. And things kind of got put on pause. I was like, I don't know if this is the best time for the swap. But I admired how you handled that whole situation, by yeah. the way. I mean, I, w- I admired the way she handled the whole situation. Like, Annalyn is very, like, love and light and namaste. Yeah. And so she does not let anything phase her. Yeah. And I was like, are you okay? You know, <laughs> right. like, oh, my gosh. I would be panicking. I would be just like, oh, my, you know, what, what do I do now and whatever. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, you know, like it'll pass and you know i understand but i was just like wow you you know yeah, yeah she's she's so composed all the time totally yeah but i mean to be able to you know maintain the podcast having like your husband and guest <clears throat> yeah. hosts and yeah whatnot that was, well, that good. was so fun for us because yeah. we're both like super into and open mm-hmm. to the idea of you know life beyond and uh, all of that kind of totally. stuff and when we met chris and had him on unzipped i was just like this guy is so gifted and i've never had a proper reading like that with someone mm-hmm. in person. I've yeah. spoken to psychics and things like that before. And you're like, okay, yeah, like grain of salt, you know, maybe it's accurate, whatever. Totally. But when I spoke to Chris, I was like, it felt like um, it wasn't as much about like predicting dates and this and that. It was more about like he got me and like saw me mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that a complete stranger like couldn't possibly, you right. know, where I was like, what? you know you're inside my head right now yeah so it was really cool to be able to listen in essentially and and have him read these total strangers that were just listeners of the show yeah and get to have these you know pretty moving conversations with them totally yeah I'm cool. all about that kind of stuff yeah. I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, so I feel like I'm, you know, okay. there's a little, like, mystical side yeah, to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> Tomorrow, we're actually doing an astrological birth chart <gasps> reading thing with my friend Allie. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. My mom does not know my birth time. 
And I'm oh. so old that my birth time is not on my birth certificate. Is it because it's a Canadian birth yes. certificate? See, that's the same with my husband. Oh he my was gosh. born in New Zealand. Okay. And then my friend James, Ali's boyfriend, was born in the UK. Okay. And I don't know if it's just an American thing to have your time recorded on your birth yeah. certificate because everyone from out of the country okay, that doesn't makes me have feel their better. time. So it's not just you. <laughs> it makes me feel better and a lot less old. <laughs> like, okay, I was like, wow, I'm just like ancient. Like back in the day no. when they were doing paperwork no, when babies were born. <laughs> I think it was just the Canadian thing. Yeah, that must be it. Mm-hmm. But so I'm always, you know, I'm like so curious because while I definitely identify with a lot of Scorpio traits, I've met a lot of Scorpios, especially in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And I'm like, there's certain things I don't align with totally. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's like other stuff going on, other signs going on. But I, I'll never get to the bottom of it. Totally. <laughs> Does she know like a rough time of day? She thinks morning. There's three of us. She's uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, see, maybe. My- Maybe in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, mom. My husband was the fifth one. <laughs> okay. So he just, you know, fell out. Yeah, totally. And all his mom said is, I think it was around 0600 because I know his dad made it to work on time. <laughs> I was like, you just like pushed out your fifth kid and he's like, he's gotta like, go clock in. <laughs> oh my gosh. But if you have like a rough idea, I know yeah. you can kind of figure out where the planets were aligned, sure. but having that exact time, obviously, yeah. it's going to give you the most accurate, yeah, accurate. reading. Well, so, that'll be so fun for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward awesome. to that. I love just all of that psychic astrology, anything yeah. like that, tarot cards. Yeah. I'm all about. Yeah. I found out I was pregnant for the first time when I ended up having a miscarriage. But before that, I had skipped my, missed my period, didn't realize it was just a few days late. And I had a tarot card reading that night. And she told me, like, you have a child today if you want it. And I thought, well, yeah, I froze my eggs. So technically, if I wanted to go have a baby today, you know, you go unfreeze the eggs. And I was like, I was supposed to have my period a few days ago. Mm. No way. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I just find it very validating. I know Mm -hmm. that people have extremely strong feelings on both sides about it. 100%. And I get it, you know, whatever, teach their own. But for me, more so than like needing to know the future, I find it to be very validating about where I'm at in the present. Yeah. To have something outside of myself come in and Uh be like, I see you, you know? I find it comforting. Yeah. I love when I have a fellow believer because there are so many people who it's so easy to be a skeptic, you know, and especially if you get a reading where it's somewhat broad or they're like, oh, you know, whatever. And I've even had some of those before where I'm like, okay, okay, this is a stretch. But then I'm like, you're also spot on. But like, it could be a stretch. Yes. My husband, whenever I have this one psychic, her name's Eden. Okay. And whenever we would do our readings over Zoom, he would literally have to physically leave the house because his energy and his non-believerness would block it. And she was like, there was one time we were at my house in San Diego Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, like everything started coming through and she goes, did Brock leave? And I was like, no, but I bet he's asleep upstairs. And I went and I looked and he was asleep. And it was like she was able to reconnect. Oh, my God. But his energy would block it. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. I know. Oh, no. Me and Josh are both super into I love that. I'm trying to get him to be more. Because I'm like, there are things that they've told me where I'm like, you couldn't possibly know this. Even being Mm -hmm. a public figure, Mm -hmm. it's way more easy to be skeptical. Because it's like, you could have maybe Googled what I called my grandpa if I mentioned that in an interview once upon a time. Right. But then there's the things where I'm like, 
there's no way Mm -hmm. someone could know this. Mm -hmm. It's just impossible. Mm -hmm. And like inner thoughts. Yeah. Like inner thoughts that like sometimes you don't even want to say it to your partner. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't want to say it to your mom. I have OCD, so my intrusive thoughts run wild every day. I mean, I don't have OCD, but my inner dialogue is, Mm -hmm. yeah, or monologue. (laughs) Depends on the day. Right, you know? (laughs) It is running at all times. And uh, yeah, there's like things that like you wouldn't, you know, we have shame attached to so Mm -hmm. many feelings. And so they're just things I wouldn't feel comfortable saying out loud, sometimes even to myself, you know? you're acknowledging that they're real and true so when those moments happen you're just like yeah that's why i'm thankful i have a good therapist (laughs) this is a safe space (laughs) i can tell you the crazy shit that goes on in my brain which i usually end up just repeating on the podcast anyways because i'm like you're not alone if you have crazy thoughts so do i i'm your girl i know my husband's always like how was therapy today like did she help him like it's just like the ultimate vent session it really is like a totally unbiased party is not going to be affected any way, shape, or form by any of the shit that I can just let fly out of my mouth. It's awesome. I had to tell (laughs) my therapist this last season of Vanderpump Rules, I was like, I'm going to need you to start watching the show because it will just help you understand more of what I'm going through from like an outside perspective, but also through mine. Mm -hmm. And she had never seen the show. And she's like, you know, there's certain laws and things against, you know, their practice where they can't Google clients. I'm like, please Google me. I don't know if you understand right now. There's a restraining order against me. And if you could just Google me and like, it was a whole thing. I have to, I have to say something. I have not ever seen an episode. I love that. (laughs) And I know it's like the most popular, but I'm like, it's, you guys have been on for so long that I'm like, I need my kids to get a little bit older or uh-huh. something so that I really have the time to just invest and like, you it's know, dive lot. in. Cause it's my jam a hundred percent. But I, when I was coming on the show, multiple of my friends are like reality TV fanatics, just yeah. like me. And they are so excited that I'm I here right it. now. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you want me to ask her? What should I say? Yeah. <laughs> like, Any so questions? <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys um, are uh, all the rage and especially the last year. That's like, I mean, I, I think it kind of, I know. How can you not, you know, there's like right. national news stuff going no, on for you guys. Insane. And now we're filming season 11 and oh it's gosh. like, we're just, in the thick of it right now. So can I ask you, like, mm-hmm. because I've never done reality TV, I feel like in a way you kind of do with social media anyway. Right. Like, I feel like all of our platforms are little mini reality totally. shows for us. I was watching Love Island last night, which I, uh-huh. I'm obsessed with. I'm totally. sure you are too. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought, wow, you know, they're having these conversations and I'm just watching it for, you know, all the good drama and all, all the goodness and all the love stories and all the rest of it. But I had this moment of clarity where I was like, you know, in the real world, Mm -hmm. a guy walks into a room who's cuter than like the guy you've been chatting with for a few weeks. Like you're probably just going to ghost the guy and move on. You know, like it's, it doesn't need to be this like big, heavy conversation, but watching them, you know, that's what they're there to do. They're there to have all of the conversations about all of the feelings. And I'm like, wow, I don't know how I would go. That that show is on another level. You know, it's like on five days a week, they're filming 24 hours, seven days a week. And 
Yeah. That's crazy. But if you're single and, you know, I, I mean, mean, what a fun experience. For sure. And they're like, oh, I'm looking for love. And it's like, you know, they're 21. I'm like, yeah. girl, you're fine. Like, go and have fun. <laughs> right? Call it what it is. But some of those couples have, have lasted a really long yeah. time. Had babies. Molly May had a baby not yeah. that long ago. Same I'm with very The Bachelor. Yeah. Like, there's so many couples who, I mean, a lot don't make it. But yeah. then you have the ones who are married with kids and wild you really can find love on reality tv <laughs> or or disaster you, never, <laughs> you know you never know it's one one or the other so cool yeah so i have a fun little game that i thought we could play okay. but before we do that i just want to take a quick little break and then we'll be right back getting into some more shenanigans this episode of shenanigans is brought to you by poise ultra thins as you all know, I am in love with being a mom, and it's really important to me to be transparent about all things motherhood. I feel like motherhood is one of the things I am doing right in life. I am getting more confident by the day, but let me tell you, I am most confident when I'm wearing Poise Ultra Thins because I don't have to worry about bladder leaks. A lot of women use period pads for their bladder leaks after having a baby, but look, let's be honest, period pads aren't designed for pee. Poise Ultra Thins, on the other hand, are. Poise Ultra Thins are the brand's thinnest protection that help keep you clean, dry, and fresh throughout the day while you spend time with your little ones, while you're maybe going to the grocery store, going to the park, going for a little mom's night out. You want to hit the dance floor. Maybe you're like me and you want to get up on the bar and do the splits and sing good as gold. But you know what? When I do that, let me tell you, I feel most confident when I'm wearing Poise Ultra Thins because I don't have to worry about having any leakage. So, if you are like me and you know that those little moments are really so important, then Poise Ultra Thins are such a good way to enjoy motherhood without compromise. It takes poise. Learn more at poise.com. And from, you know, maybe dancing on bars to the busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals jam-packed with flavor. And I am talking to you about Factor. Y'all hear me talk about this every week on the podcast. I've gotten tweets about it. I've gotten DMs about it. And that's because it is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit that can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals that come delivered straight to your door. They come straight to my door every Tuesday. And I know that for the rest of the week, I am going to be fed and good. And I'm also going to be saving time eating well, and staying on track with what I'm trying to have as a healthy lifestyle. Whether it is after I work out at the gym, I heat up a meal. Whether it is when I wake up in the morning, I have a factor smoothie. I know that there is always something in my fridge that is going to keep me hydrated, just filled with nutrition. You can refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat and choose from 34 plus weekly flavored packed dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. You simply poke a couple holes in it, chuck it in the microwave and boom, lunch, dinner, or if you're like me, sometimes a midnight snack is ready to go so quick. 
This August, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes with no prep and no mess. You can head to factormeals.com slash teamariana50 and use code teamariana50 to get 50% off. That's code teamariana50 at factormeals.com slash teamariana50 to get 50% off. Okay, so you starred alongside JoJo in the 2008 film True Confessions of a Hollywood Starlet. Somebody did their research. We're going going back. So I wanted to play a fun little game where we test your knowledge on things Hollywood Starlet from that era. Oh my, okay. I should have aced this. This is a fun era in Hollywood. Oh yeah. I had just turned, I turned 21 in 2006. Okay. But right around that time was when I was going to like Ledoux and you would see Britney Spears and Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. And like, it was just that era where I felt like that was the last true time in Hollywood where celebrities had any sort of privacy inside the club. Yes. Once they left, there was paparazzi. Yes. But we didn't have iPhones. We didn't have, you know, the technology we have today where, I mean, it's crazy. When we walk into Sir this season, I have no idea how they're going to be able to film around it or if they're just going to show it because, like, I walk in and no joke, it felt really cool. People were chanting my name. Stop. Everyone has their phones out. And I'm like, oh are you God. just going to cut my walk in? Because I'm like, that's why they're there. They're there for that moment yeah. with you. Wow. Yeah. So I thought that's it would so be cool. fun to just go back to the oh, 2000s. The and times. Ask some questions and test your knowledge. Okay. Okay. In the year 2000, Kentwood, Louisiana opened up a museum dedicated to which songstress who calls that town home? Obviously, Britney Spears. Perfect. Started, <laughs> see, I thought it would start easy. Okay. Natalia Ramos, Skylar Shea, Logan Browning, and Janelle Parrish starred in the 2007 film based on what line of Fashion Forward's kids' dolls? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Big eyes, big features. Brass? Yeah. 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 Okay. Fun so fact. Two for two. Skylar Shea's dad owned the first restaurant I worked in when I moved into L.A., Beverly Hills. Wow. And I got fired from that job, fun fact, for dating John Mayer. <gasps> Much longer story for another time. Oh my God, I got a good story for you too then. <laughs> Off air. <laughs> but because of me getting fired from that job, mm-hmm. I went over to Villa Blanca, which Lisa Vanderpump owned, which turned into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and then Vanderpump Rules. So you're like, thank you, Skylar so, Shay's dad. You know? Thank, Thank you, you to Skylar Shay's dad. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I know. It's so crazy yeah. how I, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Thank you, John Mayer. If it wasn't for sleeping with you, I may not be where I am today. There you go. I always <laughs> say I owe my entire career to Hillary Duff because she passed on my role in 90210. <gasps> I've never met her. Oh, she must think I'm my so God. weird and like some crazy lady saying that. But I'm like, thanks, Hillary. Thank you, Hillary. I owe you. Yes. I owe you big time. And we're going to get into the 90210 stuff, too, because okay. I have some stuff about that. But Okay. What Canadian artist released her debut studio album, Let Go, in 2002 and was anointed the pop punk queen? Oh, Avril Lavigne. Yes. Love her. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're both She's Canadian Canadian royalty. Yeah, totally. All right. Shadow Man, Tiana, and Louis the Alligator are all characters in what 2009 animated Disney film? Oh, you lost me at animated. That's not my jam. I mean, it wasn't. Now I have kids Mm -hmm. and I've seen them freaking all. But no, I, I, yeah. Princess and the Frog. Okay. 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 
Fountains of Wayne frontman Adam Schlesinger wrote several of the songs featured in what 2001 film that was loosely based on both an Archie comic series and a Hanna-Barbera cartoon? What what era? What year was the show? This is like... Recent. Mm, Ish? No. It was a singer and... Oh, oh Josie and the Pussy? Yes. yes! Oh my God. That was my... Favorite right? movie. It was so good. Favorite, favorite movie. I can't even tell you how many times I watched that movie. Yeah. <sighs> Rachel Lee Cook. In, seriously, like <sighs> that era of movies, like the Freddie Prince Jr. Oh my era. God. I Paul know. Walker, R.I.P. I know. The I best. know. Rachel Lee Cook was just like such a I know. babe. Rosario Dawson. I know. I feel like they just don't make movies no. like that anymore. The corny, no. cheesy, but like so good. Yeah. That like, you watch them over and over. that gets made now. Yeah. Like it's not iconic yeah. like that. You know, no. like back in the, I was like an Olsen twins fanatic. Oh, and you say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, but like Holiday in the Sun, yeah. man. Like, I know. Oh, so yeah. good. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> my next question was, what is the fashion line the Olsen twins named after their siblings? The row? No, Elizabeth and Olsen. Elizabeth, Elizabeth and James. James. Yes. yes. I used to have a poncho from Elizabeth and James, and I felt I like, love that. you know, it was my piece of the Olsen. Yeah. In my closet. Okay, well, staying with the Olsens, what is the last film Mary-Kate and Ashley starred in together? Ooh. I want to say, was New York Minute yeah. the last one? <laughs> and, like, how long ago was so that? So long ago with Eugene Levy, yeah. the cop, like, chasing them around. I know. One with the straight hair, one with the wavy. Yeah. So good. I wish they were still acting. I know. I mean, they're sister. She crushes it. And I'm, like, a big Avengers. She's incredible. Like, WandaVision, all yeah. that. She's yeah. amazing. She's incredible. But, but do you follow Olsen Anonymous on Instagram? No. Olsen? Okay, you should. Okay. Because it'll give you your little daily dose okay. of, like, them in their I love that. I'll go down Snapchat rabbit holes whenever I see anything Olsen's <laughs> pop up because it's, like, I think we're a year apart. But okay. that was my childhood. Totally. I mean, from Full House in the 80s yeah. to New York Minute. Yeah. And then so they just. Mary Kate yeah. in like 2006 is like my forever style icon up there yeah. with Steven Tyler. Like oh, yeah. Those two are mm-hmm. it for me. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Mean Girls, what was Gretchen Wiener's father's claim to fame? Oh, God. I should know this because I've seen that movie a million it times. It was the inventor but... of. Oh, I don't know. Poster strudel. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was just texting with Jonathan Bennett the other day, too. I'm like, sorry, Johnny. I lived with Damien, was his, yes. his Daniel Franzese. Uh-huh. I lived with him he's for a while. He's been on my podcast. Oh, so yeah. Is he the yeah. best? Love him. He's so sweet. He taught me how to properly parallel park because he used to be a bouncer really? in New York. And he was like... You know, if you can parallel park in New York City, you can do it anywhere. So yeah. this is the tip. And he 100%. taught me how to do it, like, really, really well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because, I mean, New York, I've never actually physically driven I've in New York. I've never driven a car in New York. Either. No. We no. rented a car once and made my husband drive. We drove to the Hamptons. Yeah. But around the city, I'm like, nope, nope, no, no. No. I barely drive anymore. Mm-hmm. Period. I always want my husband to drive. Yeah. I don't Same. know what it's like a wife. I don't know. It's such a stereotypical yeah. thing to do. But I know. But also, I'm like an old lady that like, about it my gets dark at night. I know. They're like such, you know, passenger yeah. drivers the whole time. I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'm I'm just as bad. In a parking lot, have you? There was like a comedy, like a stand-up guy who did like this whole bit about like wives when their husbands driving in parking lots, and I was like, it's like he was in the back seat of our car. <laughs> <Did you hear? laughs> yeah, it was so great because I'm like, oh my god, you have to pick up a spot furthest away from the door. Right. Like, why are we over here? I know. Like, now we have to walk a mile to the front door. But totally, it was really funny. Yeah, we're all living parallel yes. lives. I know. If TikTok's taught us anything. Seriously, Mike, (laughs) Avengers, the multiverse, it's it's real. Okay, last one. Name three stars who have interned for Teen Vogue. Well, I'm one. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, who else? Well, Lauren Conrad. Uh Did Whitney? Yeah. Okay. Those are the ones I had. Cool. Yay. I mean, you won that game. You got, like, almost everyone right. That means a lot. My early 2000s crown (laughs) I wear proudly. Yes. All right. Well, going back to kind of that time. So I don't know if you remember this at all, but I guest starred on an episode of 90210. Oh, my God. No. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Was it in a scene with me? It was not with you. It was with Anna Lynn. Okay. And then I had a couple other scenes with like Trevor and Matt and whatnot. But it was season three, okay. episode three. Okay. My character's name was Cassandra. Never okay. said my name. That was just, I guess, just, for yeah, the credit for, on IMDb yeah. or whatever <laughs> yeah. in the script instead of just being like, girl number one. Sure, yeah. I was like, yes, I have a name. I have a name. <laughs> and there was a potential for it to be recurring. Okay. But then it was like the gay best friend, he ended up getting a slightly recurring role and they just oh. axed me. Oh, but poor Cassandra. It was one of my favorite shows I watched at the time. So oh. I first got the audition for Jessica's character. Lounges? And yeah. Okay, okay, Adriana. And I was yeah. like, I'm not a singer. Like, this character yes. sounds amazing right up my alley, but I know there's going to be a girl who can actually sing. Yeah. So yeah. I honestly don't remember if I even ended up auditioning for that or not. Yeah. But yeah. She obviously. sang all the time. Yeah. She has and the prettiest she's voice. incredible. Yeah, she's super talented. So... Yeah, but um, my character gave Annalyn's character sleeping pills, and she Mm. ended up, like, taking too many of them. I was, like, recovering from a nose job, and she hadn't slept in a while. And I'm like, here, take some of these. And it's funny because in the pandemic, when everyone was just at home and binging stuff, I had so many people tweet me, tag me on Instagram. They're like, wait, what? How did we not realize that... (gasps) I was on the hills. I was on a Jonas Brothers. I was the pizza girl on Disney. There were just so many like random roles that I played that people didn't realize until like 2020. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, wait, on the hills? I'm like, tell when were you in were you in the hills for a while? I was Stacy the bartender's best friend. So when all of that drama with her and Spencer Pratt was going down and Heidi and Stephanie were showing up to the club. I was like, I guess just one of the hoes. Who okay. was there, you know? So, Living your best life. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But that show we all know now was very scripted. Yeah. And yeah. so we knew the drill going in, like, okay, we're the girls who are gonna be like flirting with Spencer. Sure. Yeah. But then after the scene, we would like talk to Heidi and she's like, I'm sorry, was I too mean to you? Oh my and we're gosh, like, that's no, it's so okay. Funny. You did a great job. That's so funny. That was also like my first intro to reality TV. And I'm like, oh, it's all fake. Right. Yeah. Then I get on Vanderpump Rules and I'm like, it's not fake at all. Yeah. I wish it was. Totally different experience. Very different. I was friends with this girl, Erin, whose fucking last name I'm blanking on. 
we were friends for a short while, but she was on the city with okay. when Whitney went yeah. to New York. Uh-huh. And she dated like one of my high school friends who I hadn't seen, you know, in years anyway. And I was yeah. like, what? He's on the city now, like yeah. dating this girl. But I remember ta- we became friends much after the city. And yeah. she was telling me like the whole time, I'm like, la, 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 don't ruin it for I know. me. Like, I just want to ignorantly watch this. Right. It's totally real. No, my mom was the same way. And I remember telling her after the first time I filmed, like how fake it was. Yeah. And she was like, you've just ruined everything <laughs> for me. Like, I thought this was all I'm like, no, mom, Stacy isn't actually hitting on someone's boyfriend and trying to sneak around with him at the club. Oh like, this is the story line they wanted her on the show and so they're like oh we'll no. introduce you this way it's like i'm pretending this conversation yeah. never happened and just choosing to yeah. unhear it and then <laughs> the showrunners and executive producers from the hills were who started vanderpump rules so i just okay. assumed oh okay this they will be like know, loosely yeah. scripted and no, no unfortunately our show has been very real oh so i'm like God. i wish i could just blame you know production or yeah. the writers or but anyone for things sometimes There's and i'm no like scapegoat <laughs> no that shit came out of my mouth i really said it <gasps> oh, maybe it's edited goodness. but i still said it <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah there's that whole aspect to reality tv too where we just have to own our shit because if it came out of our mouth we said it it doesn't matter if someone maybe put the idea in our head like well sure. this is an interesting perspective yeah if I repeat it and I say it out loud, yeah. I'm accountable for that. So. Well, that's got to be another, like, again, talk about an interesting perspective. Like, yeah. just that mirror being held up to you at yeah. all times. Like, I would not be equipped yeah. to, to ha- maybe now in my older years, but in yeah. my younger years, mm-hmm. like, woo, girl, like, it's somebody who is documenting yeah. all the shit that just goes flying out of your mouth and the no, sticky totally. situations you get yourself in and having a really look at that mirror, mm-hmm. own that, listen to all the running commentary around you. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's hard work. Yeah, and it's like running wild right now. I went down a Twitter rabbit hole recently. Oh. And I, you know, get a call from my mom or my publicist, like, okay, I think we've commented enough. Can we oh, maybe no. not? I'm like, I just need to say one more thing. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm like, I never go down those rabbit holes but when i do i'm like nope you're wrong about this let me correct you here let me and i'm just like just watch the show next season Uh, it'll all play out but it's like there's one little thing like a photo someone sees and then they just run with this entire story and i'm like you have no idea what led up to that photo right you don't know what that conversation was you're just watching body language like we're filming a lot in public and so people you know, take a photo and then that gets posted and then people just run wild with their scenarios. And I'm like, got it. Just watch next season, watch right. next season. It'll all play out. Because but... can you not like give spoilers away, really? I always find it interesting I watching like... get an angry phone call from someone if I do that. <laughs> Especially on this podcast. watching the Kardashians, I'm always like up to what's going on with yeah, the Kardashians. And same. then, you know, months later, you watch the show and you get more of that behind the scenes insight into you know more context of what's going on depending on what it is like i remember when i got engaged the first time around season Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. i was not allowed to post about it i wasn't allowed to wear my ring like they did not want that storyline getting spoiled got it then fast forward two more seasons a different couple gets engaged and they're like post it on instagram right now and i'm like 
what the fuck? I didn't get right. that. And it was it'll, like, like drum up the hype. Exactly. And, yeah. and as social media got bigger, it's like now certain things will get posted in real time because that's just going to get people more interested. Right. But there are still things that we definitely try to save and not yeah. spoil. Like I'm not going to go into the entire cast trip in details on this podcast because then it's like, right. why do we need to watch the show if we already know what happened? For sure. Okay. Speaking of 90210, because mm. I remember what my audition was like for that. And actually, the casting directors for 90210 are some of the reasons why I ended up getting Botox. They told me that for Disney, my facial expression was great. But for a more dramatic type of role, that I needed to learn how to control my eyebrows. Because this one has a mind of its own. And this eye would squint, and they were like, the role is yours. Like, here's your callback. The role is yours. We want you for this, but we're bringing in a couple other girls as well because if you can't control your facial features, then we're not going to give it to you. Stop. And you're like, maybe, maybe try some Botox. Oh, And so I started getting Botox and I was like, (gasps) I don't know, 24, 25. So I was like, oh, I guess that's what I have to do to... Get like stop the my rest face bitch from face. moving. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I just remember that. Which part about as an mine, actor, but... you know, you'd think I mean it's the reason why I've hesitated to go yeah, down that route myself. Because I'm like, expression. I need my facial expressions. Right. Like if I'm just like, you know, like somebody just died and you're just like yeah. frozen with like one single <laughs> tear, right. you know? Like that's no, like you need Kim that. Kardashian shit. Great for reality. <laughs> Resting oh, bitch face all day long. In my interviews, I don't want my face moving. But back then they were like, bitch, can Control wow. your eyebrow because it was just like a mind God. of its own. Isn't this town fucked up? It really is. Yeah. But back then, I mean, you were literally like the it girl in young Hollywood. What was that casting process like for you? Because I feel like, I mean, you said Hillary Duff, but yeah. I mean, every girl who was an actress at the time must have wanted to go out for this role. Yeah, I think it was a super highly coveted, you know, show, period, to yeah. just get any involvement mm-hmm. in. There was so much buzz about, you know, 90210, they're doing a reboot. And this was kind of just before all of the, re- like now everything is a remake, a yeah. spinoff, a sequel, you know, whatever. Totally. This was still in the early days of that trend happening. Yeah. So it was really exciting because you knew... I mean, first of all, there was no pilot, which is also something that doesn't happen very often, Mm -hmm. especially with traditional network. We were already picked up for like a 22 or 24 season run, which is just insane. So as an actor, that's the lottery ticket. Because, you know, if you're auditioning for a new show, you could definitely get the one episode, the pilot, but it could not get picked up, never see the light of day, right? So that made it exciting. Obviously, just knowing the title of the show is marketing in Mm -hmm. and of itself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was a big deal. When I auditioned, I was living in Toronto. I was interning at a company called Fashion Television, which was like Canada's pretty much only fashion TV outlet at the time. And that was a really important job for me because that's what I saw myself doing. And I wanted to eventually be able to take over for this host who'd been hosting it, Jeannie Becker. She's like an icon in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, She'd been hosting it forever. And I was super tight with the producer, like the head guy. And I was like, you know, if I work hard enough and I put my dues in long enough, you know, eventually, like I could, you know, do that. Yeah. And they had given me my 
my first segment to host. So this was like very big deal for me. Totally. And I went to go and film it and I had had the tape come in and I was like, listen, I'm like going to be going to the fashion incubator in Toronto with these like college students who were designing their stuff. And I was like, and I'm hosting a segment. I'm going to be there interviewing. So I don't know if I'm going to make it because this is like priority number one. Mm-hmm. I happened to finish just in time. I literally looked at the lines like in the cab on the way to the self-tape place back in the day when you still had to like burn the DVD. Right. Oh my God, I hated doing that. <laughs> and we we did that. And then I think it was just a couple days later, I got a call saying you're getting on a plane. They're going to test you. And that was yeah. kind of that. So I, I flew to LA. I got put up at the Sheridan Universal. Like I remember it all so clearly. And I worked with the showrunner at the time, Rob Thomas, who did what was Kristen Bell's show forever? Oh, Veronica Mars. Yes. So again, mm-hmm. super exciting, you know, right. and I'm working with him because he really liked me and he was actually going to test me for two roles. So I tested for Annie and Silver. Oh, yeah. OK. And I was like, OK, doubling my chances, right. which is so exciting. Totally. But then when I went in for I did Silver first and Straup was there and I think one other girl was there, too, to test for it. And they I went in first and I messed up my lines in the room. And this was back in the day when they used to uh-huh. test in front of like 40 suits oh, yeah. in a cast, you know, a big, almost like theater room. Yeah. Like it was so intimidating. Uh-huh. I messed up my lines and I walked out to the waiting room and they went in. Straup was like so cool. And I was just like bawling in the waiting room being like, I can't believe I just messed that up. Like mm-hmm. I just blew it. I blew it. And I'm here and I blew it. Oh my God. Oh my God. And now I have to go back in front of all of these people and read again for Annie. Like, I just want to die right now. (laughs) Like, I want to go cry in a hole. And then the scene that I went in for Annie was a scene with her dad, which I think was in the pilot episode where she's just saying to him, like, I don't belong here. I just want to go home. And I could not have meant those words more mm-hmm. in that moment. And so I was just like authentically sobbing, like saying these words. And everybody, you could see the look on everyone's faces, like they bought it, you know. Yeah. And and then silence for almost a month. Oh, wow. Because Silver went to Jessica mm-hmm. and they had offered the lead role to Hilary Duff. And I was like, okay, well... That's it. Like it's hilarious. I'm not gonna argue that. I'll watch, you know. And then a month later, I was at home studying for my SATs and I got a call from my agent being like, Are you sitting down? And I was like, he was like, Your whole life just changed. Hillary Duff passed. You got the job. And I was like, Thank you, Hillary. Oh my god, thank (laughs) you, Hillary. Nobody was around for me to call, like nothing. It was just the most insane, surreal moment ever. Yeah. And my whole life did change. It was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That show, I mean, the original was iconic. So then to do the reboot and just at the time when it came out was literally iconic. Yeah, like we were on the tail end of that era that you're talking about, you know, like to see Hillary Duff split screen with me all over Google was Mm -hmm. the most. But I mean, I've watched every episode of Lizzie McGuire, you know, like I just I could not believe it. And it was we were right at the tail end Uh of of the paparazzi and tabloids because it was pre social media. Like that was people's access to young Hollywood, you know, so the Perez Hilton was a wild time. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Did you ever get 
get your face drawn on on Perez oh, Hilton back yeah. in the day? Many a time. Me too. Many a time. I feel like now it's a rite of passage. You know, if you didn't get like a dick drawn on your face or something, you know, coke you know? coming out of your nose. Hundred yeah. <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah, I definitely had those. Yeah. There was a scene from the show that I know has gone totally viral now. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> and there's a cameo from Meghan mm-hmm. Markle mm-hmm. having an intimate scene with Ethan. Yes. Have you guys discussed that all now, like more in the recent years? Just like, well, oh my God. I, I don't think any of us really remembered, you yeah. know, at all, because it was it was such a blip on our radar. You know, 119 right. episodes. It was one scene yeah. at one time. Like you can't even remember all of the guest stars that, uh-huh. that came on and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, pretty iconic. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> pretty my cool. husband right now is on a binge of suits and he's like, oh, yeah, babe. That's the Duchess. I'm like, yes, honey, I know. She started out as an actress. Like, totally the whole surreal. Thing. But totally yeah, surreal. it's so crazy when you do see like other things that oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the Duchess guest started. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Did any of the OG cast of Beverly Hills 902 know reach out to the new cast and like give you guys <laughs> advice and whatnot? We had Jenny Garth. She was a regular on yeah. season one. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was there pretty regularly. Tori came and did some guest stars. Yeah. Who's, I'm sure you've talked to Tori before. Mm-hmm. She's like the loveliest. Yeah, we have a um, lot of mutual friends. Okay. She's, mm-hmm. I mean, like you can't meet a sweeter human being yeah. than Tori Spelling. And then Shannon Doherty, wishing her all the luck mm-hmm. in the world as she's moving through this challenging season. But yeah. Shannon, Shannon, I think because we were... I, she was essentially my namesake, like, you know, not that we were playing the same characters, totally. but I was the fish out of water with the brother and whatever. Yeah. And I had watched the show religiously. She was also the brunette. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, she was always my fave. Oh, yeah. And I was her. so excited to meet Shannon. And I remember my showrunner knew what a diehard fan I was and brought me into her trailer and was like, you know, this is Shanae. Like, she's really excited to meet you. And she just, I was shaking. And she just gave me the biggest, warmest hug ever. And I watched her work on set just in absolute awe of her because she was so amazing with the crew she was like she knew what she would you know she's such a seasoned pro and it was just such a a privilege to be able to watch somebody like that because at 18 you're like you're just getting your feet you know so totally having examples like that was pretty amazing and then jason Priestley didn't act on the show but he directed it for a couple of episodes so obviously i was super excited about that i actually met Luke Perry very briefly at a a cafe that had tandem parking near my old house. And the the waitress came out and she was like, who's driving the, you know, must have been my Prius or whatever. And can you move for this customer to get out? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I stood up and Luke Perry was the customer. And I, no joke, like, knocked over a chair, almost like dove into him. And I was like, hi, Luke, uh, you know, I'm on 90210. No, like, not your 90210, but like, you know, like the new I was so Aww. nervous. And he was super sweet, you know, was like, okay, this is crazy, you know. I don't even know if he believed me because yeah. <laughs> I was like that starstruck. But he was super kind. I'm so glad I, I got to have that story because totally. I was just, I mean, who didn't just worship Dylan, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, I had the Barbie. Back in the oh day, God. I still have it in storage. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like the hottest Barbie that's they ever like made. A family heirloom. Mm-hmm. I know. 
Wow. Of him, Jordan from New Kids on the Block. Oh my God, <laughs> who we had on the show too. Yeah. We had so many cool people on the show a, over oh, the years. Such a good show. Who do you keep in touch with the most out of your cast? Annalyn. Mm-hmm. You know, Annalyn and I have so much history and I just love her. I mean, love her like family. I mean, all of us are family. Matt lives down the road from me. Uh, Matt Lanter. So I get to see him. Yeah. Straup, I just recently reconnected with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been awesome. And then Tristan and I always send like, happy birthday, sis. Happy birthday, bro. You know, yeah. messages once a year or whatever and nice. congratulate each other when we keep popping out babies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, it's one of those things where like, I think there was so much tension behind the scenes for so Mm-hmm. We always said that the behind the scenes should have been a reality show of its own. Yeah. That's, that's where the good entertaining shit is. Right. Um, always. But when the show got canceled, it was such a mourning process for me. And it was like, you know, I don't like you guys, but I love you. Like, we, you know, <laughs> like they're my family. Yeah. And if anybody ever came for any one of them, like I will stand there toe to toe with that person because yeah. you just... It's like an unconditional thing. Nobody experienced what we shared together. Totally. Nobody ever will. It yeah. was just, you know, it was a, a super crazy time. Yeah. And we were each other's lifeline throughout it all. Yeah. So, yeah. So epic. Yeah. I'm actually working on producing a film right now. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Tristan's name got <gasps> thrown around for a character. I'm like, I. they saw him as one. I was like, no, no. I see him as this character. Cool. So maybe you could be my way in to get the script in. I, I got the in. Yeah. I got the, I got the sister in. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to take one more quick little break, and then I want to talk some wedding dress and Mommy. Fun. Yay. Be right back. So right now, I am chilling very comfortable in my new Capizio sports bra boy shorts set at home as I'm recording this ad. I'm not in the studio because it would be a little inappropriate to be wearing what I'm wearing right now, but you know where it is appropriate? At home, on my couch, chilling, or if I wanted to put on some dancewear and go do a little cha-cha at the dance studio, Capizio has everything for you. Capizio is a family-owned business since 1887. It is a trusted and world-renowned brand in the dance industry. I love what I am currently in, Capizio's sports bra, boy shorts. They have this ribbed material that is so soft, but also has a little bit of padding, which I need because after a year of breastfeeding, my boobs are not what they once were. So beyond dancewear, you can grab activewear pieces for you and your daughter at half the price my friends pay for their entire workout outfits. Now, y'all know if you follow me on Instagram that I love to match my daughter and their products range in sizes from toddler to 3X. So everyone can match with their kids. It is so cute. I I just, I, I love it. So wake up your body, hit your 2023 fitness goals with Capizio. You can visit capizio.com and get 20% off your first order when you sign up for emails, plus get free shipping when you use code Sheena at checkout. That's C-A-P-E-Z-I-O.com and use code Sheena for free shipping. So we're all excited because it's finally summer, but everyone knows there will be some days it gets hot as hell and our fuses get a little shorter, especially, you know, when we're filming. (laughs) So on those afternoons when you're drenched in sweat just from taking the garbage out, it always feels like everyone around us becomes a bit more annoying, 
a bit more petty, a bit more in your face. And when it's 95 degrees out, every molehill morphs into a mountain. Trust me when I say this is a recipe for drama. And sometimes, yes, do we love watching drama? Of course we do. But to avoid the chaos and keep the good vibes going this summer, Harmless Harvest has some simple advice. Stay hydrated and mind your business. The best way is to grab a Harmless Harvest organic coconut water. You'll replenish your electrolytes and keep yourself cool so you can avoid losing yours. And when you see someone trying to stir the pot or you hear some wild stuff through the grapevine, it's hard, you know, when it's my job, but you got to just try and stay out of it. I mean, it's tempting. I know we hate letting wrongs go unrighted, but the road to drama is paved with good intentions. And if you've been watching my journey, you know, I just always want the best for everyone. So put those blinders on and just walk away. This summer, stay hydrated and mind your business, okay? That's how Harmless Harvest does it. You can go to harmlessharvest.com and use promo code Sheena for 20% off your first order or use their helpful store locator to find the best location retailer near you. Okay, so you may not also know this, but I received some criticism over the years for my first wedding choice of having a very unconventional wedding dress. Okay. I wore a crop top. I did a two-piece wedding dress, which no one had done. At the time, yeah. Shortly after, Ashley Simpson did, which I would just like to think that maybe I was her inspo. And now that I'm actually friends with her, I do need to ask her that because it was shortly after. I'm like... Did you get that from me? I don't know. But I know you also had an unconventional black wedding dress. Yeah. So what made you decide to go with the black dress? Like, what was the inspiration? Where did that come about? I mean, I there's two sides of me. There's like the girl who in my younger years, I was like the vintage lover. I, I went to every flea market. I interned at what goes around, comes around the hiatus after I interned at mm-hmm. Team Vogue. So I loved all of that. And then there's, you know, the little punk rocker side of me. Yeah. And I initially for my wedding dress went to Monique Lillier because again, very vintage inspired. Yeah. I mean, just beautiful. I didn't yeah. want to wear an actual vintage yeah, wedding no, dress. I remember seeing your photos. Stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And and when I went there, they're all beautiful and, and white and just so pretty. And I was looking at myself in the mirror and they're like the most stunning dresses ever. But I was like, it's just not me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even recognize myself. I feel like on my wedding day, like I should look like myself, you yeah. know? And I went home and I Googled black wedding dress just to see if that was even a thing, you mm-hmm. know? And, oh my God, why am I blanking? Hello, Vera Wang, duh. Uh, <laughs> the wedding dress lady. Vera Wang had just done a collection of only black and red wedding dresses. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, she's like the wedding dress person, yes. you know? And I saw this one and I was like, that's it. That's the dress. I got to go in. And I, I booked an appointment. They set you up with like a bunch of different dresses, you know, say yes to the dress, like that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And they were, and I was like, no, I just want that one. And they were like, no, like, you know, you got to, because I know you think that, but you got to try it. And I was like, no, no. I just want that yeah, one. Like, I know what I it. want. It's my wedding. And I put it on. I was like, yep, 100%. Uh-huh. Like, that's it. That's Love all. That. And it was kind of that easy. I didn't think I was like making a statement or anything. It was just like. I always wear like head to toe black. Of course I'm going to wear a black wedding dress. And yeah, I mean, people were like quite shocked by it. 
Yeah. Uh, Did anyone like friends or family have an issue with it or was no, like people all. closest everybody to you supported and then yeah. everyone else had their opinions? Yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody, you know, how it of is. course I was going to wear a black yeah. dress. Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt. I'm like, of course I'm going to wear a crop top. Yeah. And I maybe wasn't in the best shape at the time for that <laughs> wedding that I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> I was like, fuck it. It was so me. And I'm like, it got people talking and I felt like I was one of the first people, if not the first I had Googled like celebrity crop top two piece wedding dresses and I found nothing. Wow. So I was like, am I a trendsetter? Did and I, I just do something? You are because now I feel like it's quite a popular choice yeah. for people, you know, yeah. it's, it's definitely not as unconventional as yeah. it might have been at that totally. time. That marriage didn't work out, but, <laughs> but you know, the outfit, did it again the and it was timeless. <laughs> again. <laughs> then my second dress, I was like, okay, definitely more timeless and classic and cool. I loved it. Cool. So you and your husband, Josh, just celebrated your 10th wedding anniversary. Yes. Speaking of weddings, first of all, congratulations. Thanks. That's incredible. Yeah. Especially just, you know, in the entertainment industry, it's so awesome when you see relationships that work for as long as they do. You know, it's so mm. inspirational. You throw kids in and yeah. it's a lot. I'm it's married. Chaotic. A second time now, I've got a kid. <laughs> Just today, we were at each other's throats over, do we let her cry in the crib and put herself down? She has a cast on her arm right now. Do we go in and baby her? And I'm like, yes, I go in and baby her. He's like, no, we need to leave her. And it's yeah. just, you know, so yeah. bravo on 10 years. Oh, thanks. And I saw a video on your Instagram recently that really resonated. I know our kids are pretty close in age, the younger ones. Mm -hmm. And you were discussing the struggles around your kid being, you know, between the 18 month and two year. Yeah. And seeing them start to get bigger, find their own dependence, you know, mm -hmm. just realizing they're not your baby anymore. Yeah. So for all of the moms out there who are also in myself, you know, struggling with that, how have you been navigating that transition for now a second time? Yeah, I think it hit me so much the first time. And then I recently, you know, been kind of getting this wave of like hitting a real low. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, what's the issue? Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, my kids, you know, that same age yeah. again. That's what's going on, of course. Mm -hmm. But it is, it's like, you know, they're shedding a skin and, and it's it forces you to shed a skin too, yeah. and having to not I, I hate to even use the word rediscover because I think it's bullshit. Like the you know the bounce back, the rediscovering yourself. Like no, like mm -hmm. I'm forever changed. I will never be the same. My totally. body is never ever going to be the same Ugh. body. Yep. I'm not the same person. Period. End of story. Right. Mm -hmm. So moving on from that, discovering you know who am I now. I have to find my own semblance of independence in this. I mm -hmm. want to. And the kind of shame that comes around that, too. You know, society really projects a lot of that. You know, if, if you're a mother, then that must be number one mm -hmm. at all times. That is your whole purpose now. And mm -hmm. it's like, I think I'm called to more than that. I yeah. think I deserve to have my own purpose totally. as an individual. And a huge part of that purpose is being my kid's mother. Mm -hmm. But I also need to find pieces of myself that are just for me. Because if I do my job correctly, those babies are going to grow up. Yeah. And they're going to fly the nest. And they're going to be going off and doing their own thing. And mm -hmm. I don't want to be left, you know, in my 40s, 50s going, hold on. Like, who yeah. the fuck is this? You know, like, <laughs> right. what am I doing now? So I think it's important to kind of gradually 
find those steps. Give yourself permission to find those pieces of you Mm -hmm. along the way. And for me, last year, I got an offer for a Hallmark Christmas movie. So I went and did that. It was my first acting job back, right? So acting, you're like, okay, that was something I'd done since I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. That was my whole identity for a very, very long time. It's something I put to bed so that I could be present physically for my kids and Mm -hmm. and navigate how the hell to be a mother for years, you know, because that's a full-time job in and of itself. And being on a set again, you know, it was challenging and scary and anxiety provoking. But when that three week shoot wrapped up, I was in tears looking around at this crew, just so grateful for these people that had helped me find a piece of myself again, Mm -hmm. that I had lost and forgotten somewhere along the way. And it had nothing to do with the acting part itself. Yeah, It was just doing something that I had spent my whole life working really hard to achieve Yeah, and feeling confident doing it again. It was like, oh yeah, mama does have some skills, you mm-hmm. know, like mama, right? yeah. yeah. It was such a confidence booster for me. So yeah. trying to do more of that, you know, more not acting per se, but just more of allowing myself yeah. to find those strengths, find those skills, find those passions that fall outside of mm-hmm. my motherhood bubble on yeah. occasion. I mean, I you know, yeah, I'm totally. still with my kids 24 seven, so I should probably do it more. Yeah. But <laughs> mom guilt. So, you know, yeah, I think that's so important, though. You know, you still have to do the things that make you feel like you, because when you're the best version of yourself for yourself, you're going to be the best version for your kids. Yeah. So, yeah, I hate all the mom shaming that, you know, comes with, especially with my job. You know, I do have to go out a lot and you do see me on camera out a lot. But I'm like, this is my job. Do yeah. you shame mothers who go to work from 10 to 5? You yes, know, and they do. work yeah, at an office do. all day? It's Un- just like... Unfortunately, they yeah. do. They still do. You yeah. know, and it's like the working mom thing, mm-hmm. I think is there's a lot of shame still, which is yeah. hilarious in I 2023 know, right? that like we're still going to attach that stigma to yeah. women that are providers for yeah. their families. But there's so much negativity on whatever that work life mm-hmm. looks like for you. Um, and it's something I find incredibly frustrating. And I think when you're around other working moms, it's actually so refreshing. Yeah. Because they get it. They don't judge you. They're there celebrating you. And totally. they're still complaining that yeah. their kid broke their arm and now I'm uh-huh. bickering with my head. You know, it's I like know. we bring those mom problems with us yeah. everywhere we go. People trust 100%. us. <laughs> but yeah. The reason why we're here and doing this right now is for those little people. Yeah. You know, yeah, so definitely. It looks different for everybody. I wish we could just give give everybody a little more grace. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here in LA, but I know you are living in Tennessee. Yeah. So how did your family end up settling down there? What brought you over there? <sighs> Honestly, the pandemic. Like we were part mm-hmm. of that mass exodus that happened. And not for anything. We had bought our first house. It was in North Hollywood. We loved North Hollywood mm-hmm. so much. Halloween Town right around the corner, all these cute like mom and pop shops, amazing restaurants in the Arts NoHo Arts District up there. But it got really unsafe. I made the mm-hmm. mistake of getting that citizen app on my phone. Oh my God, I refused. <laughs> I, I refused. Big mistake. Yeah. Don't recommend to we had anybody like who lives in a city. In Hollywood. I was like, <laughs> like no, not getting that. Definitely not a good no. idea. But I did that. And it essentially just scared us out. And I think I and emotionally at the time, I I needed some space from LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my self-worth was very much tied to the career I had here for a long time mm-hmm. and becoming a mother and choosing to step outside of that 
was something that felt right to me, mm-hmm. but something that I felt was very undervalued by the industry that I had was at one time an asset to. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I, I, I didn't like feeling like I was living in my own shadow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm, you know, whatever I was, 28, 29 years old, 30 years old now. Like, I'm not chasing the dreams the 18 year old me went and right. chased and conquered, by the way. Yeah. That's a big part of my story, but it's not who I am today. Yeah. And I want to, be okay with that. And the environment that I was in was not making me feel okay Mm -hmm. with that. I felt just really insecure. And I didn't like the way that the world that I was kind of existing in made me feel about myself. So I was ready. I was ready for a break, some space. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm from Toronto. As we said, I'm Canadian. My husband's British. So we couldn't even fly back to visit our families, let alone move back to one of our home countries. Yeah. So we were like, well, we both lived in New York and wasn't for us and definitely not with a small kid. Mm -hmm. So where do we go? You know, and it was essentially like, close your eyes, finger on a map. (laughs) Oh, hey, we went and partied in Nashville like eight years ago and had a nice time. It seems like a cool place. Should we try that? And that was kind of it. Like it was that uh, impulsive. Uh And we are big believers in something outside of you. So we were like, you know, we're not going to say that this is happening Mm -hmm. right now, but if it's meant to be, it will be. So who knows? Nobody might want to buy this house. Let's put it up and we'll see what happens. Who knows? We might not find the house. Let's just have a conversation with a real estate agent and see. And literally like every single star lined up to make that move happen so fast. It was bizarre. And so we were like, okay, like this is just happening now. This is what's going on. So yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Everyone's like, oh, are you in country music? I'm like, no. (laughs) And I know that's what everyone comes here to do, but no, neither of us are in country music. (laughs) I see you guys also travel around a lot with the kids. Do you have any tips for traveling with two young kids? Yes. All the (laughs) tips, all the tips. Know that it's going to be chaotic. Yeah. (laughs) Embrace the chaos. (laughs) Tip number one, having, you know, good essentials to try Mm -hmm. and keep some semblance of a routine with you are are really great. Like a travel crib that you trust. I use Mm -hmm. the Four Moms Play. I'm not like pushing product, but, you know. I have that one too. um, It's amazing. And the having a sale machine. Definite. Always have that. Yeah. Always travel with those two things. We use the Baby Zen Yo-Yo too. It's like the best travel stroller in Mm -hmm. my opinion because you can put it in the overhead cabin. So you don't actually have to gate check. So as soon as that flight lands, and everybody's ready to get off the plane. You just walk straight off that damn plane. So love the products that we rely on for sure. And, you know, there is that part of just kind of accepting that like routine is what you make it. You know, Mm -hmm. my husband and I, we are the constants for our children. We are their routine. Mm -hmm. And I saw this video actually of a mom the other day talking about European motherhood, mothering versus American mothering and how, you know, Europe is very much a place that accommodates children and a place where women, you know, you'll see them out and about and they're having dinner and the kids are there and whatever. And that's how we roll with our kids. Mm -hmm. And because we've traveled so much, I feel less and less guilty about it. Whereas in America... Like when you're pregnant, it's like, here's the 800 sleep training books that you need. And here's all of the things for all of the structure and all of the routine. And it really pushes that. And moms are like bound to their home based on a nap schedule Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. And it's not to say that that's a negative. It can be helpful for kids 100%. 
But like kids are so adaptable. Mm-hmm. They roll with it. And my daughter loves traveling. She loves getting to go new places, hear other languages, try other foods, meet other kids on another playground somewhere in the world. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a gift to be able to do that with my kids. So I love that. I think taking that pressure off that like American culture really puts Mm -hmm. on us of like, this is the way it has to be for you to be a good mom. Yeah. Is like, I guess, tip number one, 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 one. You know, it's just like do you boo like go where you want to go know that yeah it's going to be chaotic don't worry the flight yeah. will end right <laughs> I promise it will the oh flight will end totally. <laughs> and everybody will be okay yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> so what is next for shanae more travels projects yeah. family expansion no that's a hard pass <laughs> hard pass for us on that one at least for you know years and years and then yeah. maybe we'll we'll adopt later on in life i feel that way yeah. with one yeah so I'm i with mean you. second baby came out six weeks later i was like and i booked your appointment uh-huh. at the vasectomy doctor <laughs> uh, so off you go uh, yeah. i paid my dues now uh-huh. it's time for you to pay yours yeah. um yeah no family expansion for us we go back to tennessee in a couple of days and you know we're just we've been exploring for the last three months we bought a little place in london in january so we're trying to split our time there more it's so nice when we're there because my husband's family is there so we get some extra hands on deck with the kids which is such a privilege when you don't have family living in the same country as you so we're spending more and more time there and kind of toying with you know ideas of where the next place we might settle could be Mm because i think I think we're, you know, itching for a bit of a change. I think the the pandemic's passed now. Yeah. Life has resumed kind of as normal everywhere. And we're really missing our people, our Mm -hmm. communities. So we're spending more time in Canada, the UK here. Love that. And just seeing, like, what is the next fit. My daughter doesn't start kindergarten until September 2024. So I'm like, this is the year. Like, we've got a year to go to all the places Maybe Japan, maybe here, there, everywhere. Yeah. Let's like have fun, travel while we can, because eventually, you know, you got to answer yeah. to school schedules. So I know. I'm like, oh, I can't even think about that yet. I know. I yeah. know. I know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and some places are super strict about, you know, taking know. time off and all yeah. of that good stuff. I so know. I'm like, we will be de- bound to like, the holiday breaks when yeah. like all of the children are traveling yeah, so it will get for sure. chaotic <laughs> and then work-wise I'm, I might start dabbling back into acting again which is crazy oh, and and Fun. just keeping up with my YouTube channel yeah. and, and Instagram and all that good stuff awesome yeah. well, we will be following along your journey thank, thank you so much for getting into some shenanigans with thanks me thanks for having me I know I'm glad we finally got to do this I know yes alright thanks for listening guys bye Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.